Remember Old Vegas where the golf courses were right outside your door? The Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at bookmesquitegolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite Golf Packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses, all within a six-minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at bookmesquitegolf.com. Choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be. As the Canadians try to advance out, Tuck goes across. Catcher ending on a change. He'll circle the track. He'll wind one off sticks. It's available. Price sets down the rebound. They score! Nick Waugh does it. And the Vegas Golden Knights win game four in overtime. Long shift for Sherrod and Weber. Live legs off the bench for Vegas. And they make it two to one because of those live legs, Joe. Watch Pacioretty. That's Wall. Montreal can't clear it out. There's Pacioretty with the puck. Now he's got some speed, some energy. He'll, he'll be able to get it across on net. One save. Price can't make the second. Strong move by Pacioretty. The deflection. Wall, one shot. Excellent save by Price, and then Price out of position as Waugh is able to put it up and over him and tie the series at two. He grew up just outside Montreal. What a moment for Vegas's Nick Waugh with the overtime winner. Series again on level ground for the second time. It's best of three, and home ice is back on the side of the Vegas Golden Knights. And welcome to Coach's Corner on Highway Radio 969949, The Drive. I'm your host, Coach Jimbola. And you heard Nicholas Waugh overtime goal to tie up the Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens 2 2, bringing these series back to Las Vegas. Now it is a best of three series with two games here. Uh, Knights 2, Canadians 1 in overtime. And Coach Pete DeBoer went out on a limb and started Robin Lerner at goal. So we've got some interesting uh, post-game comments from the players. Robin Lerner, one of them, and his is really interesting. But uh, we're going to bring you Coach Pete DeBoer uh, post-game comments here. And he's asked about uh, Flurry and why he chose to start Robin Lerner. So here is Coach Pete DeBoer of the uh, Vegas Gold Knights this is courtesy of their media people. We have Coach Peter DeBoer with us. Please use the raise hand function. We'll start with Ben Goes. Hey, Ben. Hey, Pete. Uh, can you get into a little bit your decision to start Robin Leonard tonight, and uh, what do you think of his performance? Well, he was excellent. I, I, I knew he'd be good. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of things went into it. Uh, we just played, I think tonight was our 17th game in 33, 34 nights. I mean, we wouldn't be here without Flower and, and how he's played for us. Um, but it's a lot of hockey and uh, two emotional series uh, that were that were both really hard fought. Um, you know, when you look at the, the numbers in the league, I think he's, he's tied with Vasilevsky for, for most starts in the playoffs so far, and he's 10 years older than Vasilevsky. Um, so, you know, for me, knowing Lenny, knowing, knowing how hard he's worked, knowing the goalie he is, um, you know, the gamble to play him, uh, having not played a lot, uh, lately was, you know, no bigger than, than the gamble of, of playing a fatigue, in my mind, goalie, uh, you know, with no no rest really on the horizon. Go to Ed Green. Hey, Ed. Pete, uh, Max talked about this, and then Robin somewhat talked about this, but when you make this decision, I guess how easy is it that he actually was a good teammate, as Max said, all along, that you didn't have to deal with someone at least outwardly, that wanted to play or was negative about it. They said he was the best teammate as he sat. Robin, you mean? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was he was excellent. I mean, you know what, listen, he, he might have the toughest job in hockey, playing behind, uh, you know, a legend in, in Flower. Uh, and uh, um, how he's handled that, uh, I think, has earned the respect of, everybody in our dressing room and that's not stuff that people see but it's genuine and uh, he's a good man and a good teammate and played a hell of a game for us tonight. We'll go to Justin Emerson. Justin. Hi Pete, I guess how long had you decided that you were going to go with Robin Leonard for this game and how much if at all did Flurry's play at the end of the third period last night uh, affect your decision? You know what, I'll be honest with you, the, the play at the end of the third period was had zero to do with the decision. You know, I, I just, <clears throat> I think I think during that 30-something days, the last month of hockey that Flowers played, I think we've had uh, only two days, two, two situations where we've had more than a day off of rest. Um, you know, one of them was game one of this series. It was lights out on two, three days of rest. Uh, when we when we started the series against Montreal in Game One, but you know it, it's impossible, uh, you know, not not to wear uh, the playoff trail, um, and you know from a fatigue point of view. So uh, you know the, the 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 mishandle had nothing to do with it. Um, we, we talked going into the playoffs about using our depth. Our, our depth's our greatest strength in this organization and with this team in my mind and we haven't been afraid to do that we haven't been afraid to do it on defense um we've used seven we haven't been, been afraid to do it up front you know sakura brown uh different guys glossers played a game different guys have come in and got the job done for us and, and we're not going to be afraid to do it in that it, it, it's the strength of the team go to jesse granger hey, jesse hey, Pete. You used the word not afraid a few times in there, and you've talked about uh, you taking guys out of the lineup after good games, after big wins. Can you talk about the pressures uh, that a coach faces this time of year with the lineup decisions and just kind of how you've stuck to your, to your guns and, and gone with what you think is right in the, in the moment? 
Yeah, well, I mean, that, that you hit it right on the head. I mean, I, my, my only responsibility is to the men in that room and, and making sure that I'm making the, the right decisions in order to, to give them the best chance to win. And, uh, you know, that, that's the only factor that goes into that mix when I'm making those calls. We'll go to David Shane. David. Hi, Pete. I may have phrased this a little bit different had the outcome uh, been different, but just how deep did you guys have to dig? How much did you guys just put into this game uh, for this result? Well, we did. Obviously, they pushed in the first period. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure, despite the fact they won last game, I'm sure they weren't happy with their play. I thought, you know, we carried a lot of, of, uh, of game three, so... We knew they'd push, and, and the first period, you know, we, we were just weathering the storm. Uh, Lenny made some saves. Um, you know, we, we talked between the first and second about getting into the, the fight and the battle a little bit more as a group and finding a way, and um, a lot of character in that room. You know, that's not the, the first time we've faced adversity and, and risen to the occasion. We'll take a couple more for the coach. Mark Spector. Hey, Mark. Hey, Pete, um, I don't know if, if you've ever had an experience. I'm sure you have in your many years. Uh, Nicholas Ross scores this goal. His, his folks are in the stands. He's a kid from his little town in Quebec. He's probably scored this overtime goal in the Bell Center on his driveway like 5,000 times in his life, right? Uh, I don't know if you ever got a chance to score a goal in the um, Old Maple Leaf Gardens. <laughs> but, uh, you know, can you just... Can you riff on, on what, it, what it's like to see a kid like that score that goal? It must be kind of fun when you know him as well as you do. Uh, yeah, you're just so excited for him. I mean, you, you couldn't you couldn't have a better ending and a better place uh, and a better guy for it to happen to. Um, you know, English is a second language for him from the town he comes from. It's a, it's a tiny little town uh, way up in northern Quebec. Um, a lot of pride. In, in him playing in the NHL and then to come into Montreal and, and score an overtime goal uh, like that in front of family and friends and, and everybody watching, it's, uh, you know, it's a dream come true for a young guy. Um, so you, you just, you know, gives you, gives you goosebumps. The last question will be Kevin McGrand. <clears throat> Kevin. Uh, Pete, um, about the goalies, but sort of bigger picture. I mean, um, how what's the best way in your uh, experience at all levels, really, of handling goalies, both of whom want to play, both of whom often deserve to play, over the course of the season in playoffs? What's the best way a coach can approach that dynamic? Well, I, I just I think you you approach those situations like you do all situations with players with as much honesty and. Uh, you know, uh, integrity as you can. I, I think, I think the message to the room, and there can't be any doubt in this, is is that uh, the decisions we're going to make are for one uh, reason only, and that's to give us the best chance to win the next game. Uh, there's no other agenda, and I, I think you know, if players know that, um, they they can live. Bob, quick, the neighbors. There they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. 
Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. And welcome back to Drive 96.9-94.9. I'm your host, Coach Giambola, Coach's Corner here. And we've got Robin Lerner. And Robin Lerner, in over 40 days, did not play. He only had one postseason appearance. And that was against the Colorado Avalanche, where seven goals were scored against him. And Coach Pete DeBoer made the decision, going with Robin Lerner, in game four, a crucial game for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, because they had it was a must-win game to bring back the series to T-Mobile. And that game will be tomorrow at T-Mobile with a 6 o'clock puck drop, 2-2. Um, so best of three series now with two of those games at T-Mobile. So Tuesday will be at T-Mobile. Uh, Thursday will be back in Montreal, and then they will come back to T-Mobile to finish it up um, if need be. So got Robin Lerner here, and he's very explicit. Uh, he pulls no punches in what he has to say. He uses a little bit of some salty language, uh, talking about how people are treating him on Twitter. But as the uh, athletics said, He was, a, he was all over Twitter, but blocked everything in the game. So here is Robin Lerner's post-game comments, courtesy of the Vegas Golden Knights. We now have Robin Lerner with us. Please use the raise hand function. We'll start with Jesse Granger. Hey, Robin, obviously not a lot of action lately. You were busy early. How did you feel early, and did you think that that kind of allowed you to get into a rhythm? Um, yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, uh, uh, when you get some action in the beginning, it's always nice to get, get going. Uh, that's one of the challenges sometimes in this team where such a, as a goalie, such a possession heavy team where you can go almost a period with dominating and then there's a chance to be possible. It's always nice to get some shots. We'll go to Ed Graney. Robin, obviously at the, at the time it seemed big, but then it really seemed huge when you stopped Caulfield on the breakaway. I think he tried to go 5 -0. Can you take us through that stop as you saw him coming? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, it's a world-class player coming down, you know, to just try to play it like, even like I played the first goal, you know, just to challenge him and, um, in the pre-scouts, you know, it's kind of, you know, either he goes high or he goes five holes, so it's kind of looked like he was going five holes, so I got to close my legs, but that was good. We'll go to Ben Goat. 
Hey, Robin. Uh, obviously, your first playoff start didn't go as you hoped. I guess how motivated were you to kind of bounce back tonight? Uh, you know, for me, it's just another another game, another opportunity to go out and help this team and this organization win a game and go one game closer to get the, to the cup finals. You know, it's uh, I don't care about the other game. You know, we I know that we know the circumstances. I don't think the, that game that I played in Colorado would end much differently with anyone else in the net. So. Uh, it was a hard-fought series against Minnesota, and obviously I I wasn't at my best. I wasn't in the best circumstances, so you got to let those things go. And um, then just been trying to work hard and be a good teammate and support Flurry, and when I get a chance, just do my best for the team here. Go to Brian Blatton. Robin, the early rebound goal you stopped that they reviewed you couldn't see the puck. Your glove was either in the net or right on the line. Were you worried when they were reviewing that? And what, did, what were you thinking during the review? And are you convinced you stopped it there? No, nah, I wasn't. Uh, I actually turned around and asked the ref if it was in or not. He said it wasn't. So then I went up to the bench and they said it wasn't. I wasn't sure. Um, just, yeah, again, I, I saw my glove was right on the line, and you never know if it's a little bit over or not. So it's... Uh, Nice when the coaches uh, said that it was good. Take two more for Robin. We'll go to David Shane. Hi, Robin. Max just had praised you for your attitude over the last couple of weeks and just kind of being a cheerleader for the team. How have you seen, you know, your role the last couple of weeks and what has that been like for you? Oh, it's been great. Uh, we're, we're on a Stanley Cup journey with a great team, great organization, great guys. Uh, it doesn't matter for me, truly in my heart. I don't, I don't care. I'm on the bench or in the net. I'll do the best I can for the team. And um, that's what people don't understand, you know, it's a, a team game. Um, this whole thing, uh, it's just uh, everything's all blown out of proportion with all thing here. You know, it's uh, I don't, I don't care. I couldn't care less. Uh, Flower and absolutely outstanding. It's the reason why we're here. Uh, with a lot of the other guys and you know we, when you get a chance to come in and help it's great and uh you just uh, do what you can for the team whatever position you're in uh, and that's uh that's what it's about and that's what i hope uh, the whole city will just find and do you know just go for the team last questions from mark Spector. Robin, it was a very uh you know it's a courageous decision don't take this the wrong way. It's a courageous decision by Pete DeBoer to go away from a number one goalie in the middle of a series like this. Uh, that must, you know, it must feel good to have a coach willing to take that risk. Not that you're a risky guy, but you know what I mean. You go away from Flurry. He's played great, and they replaced the goalie in game four. Uh, how did you feel about that? Is there extra pressure when you're Robin Leonard in this game? Uh, it was great. You know, uh, not many people know. You know, I come to the game four hours early every I get up my own bus, come four hours early. I sat for two hours and watch you guys talk shit on Twitter on me, you know, to get me motivated. And, uh, um, you know, it was great, you know, just to see all what you guys had to say. And, um, you know, I don't care what people think. It's been a weird, kind of a weird season with concussion and my surgery and stuff like that. But 
you know, I've been battling hard lately to, you know, just be a good teammate and being as good as possible. And, uh, you know, I don't really, it's a great motivation for me. Uh, I don't do the flashiest saves and all those things, but, uh, you know, before this season, ever since I got out of rehab and even before that in Buffalo, I've been putting up some pretty good numbers. And uh, people act like, yeah, people act like what they, that, that I'm not very good, especially in our own town. But, uh, you know, I have a lot from the team, my teammates and uh, my coaches and me and Flower has gotten really close this year, you know, supporting each other and you don't care about the noise. So it's just great motivation for me. Uh, it was very enjoyable on Twitter today. And uh, thank you guys very much for giving that up. We need that motivation. Thanks very much, Rob. Thank you. If money was no object and you and a friend could get away to a beautiful nearby resort for a 24-hour stay that includes a world-class spa treatment, would you do it? Now, what if I tell you $99 is all you need for that same scenario and the resort is the fabulous Casablanca in beautiful Mesquite, Nevada? You'll be rejuvenated inside their spa and salon with a Swedish massage, European facial, or pumpkin pedicure of your choice. Oh yeah. Casablanca Resort's $99 room and spa getaway. You can get away from your stress and start to refresh in less than an hour's drive. And when you come, enjoy our delicious dining, nightly entertainment, championship golf courses, and famous weekend brunch buffet. Book your $99 room and spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Must be 21 years or older. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. It's just like Vegas used to be. Welcome back to Coach's Corner on Drive 96.9, I'm your host, Coach Yambola. And continuing with our Vegas Knights post-game interviews, we've got Nicholas Waugh with the game winner, Alec Tux. We've got Max Pacioretty and Braden McNabb with their post-game comments about these uh, the game, game number four, 2-2. Two, two. Vegas Golden Knights and Montreal. And what it looked like was Vegas Golden Knights were outplayed, basically. Uh, probably two and a half periods. And then when they got into overtime, you could see the toll really took... The toll was on the Montreal Canadiens. They were tired. Uh, Vegas had rested some lines and in the overtime. And Nicholas Waugh scored with 118 in the overtime on a second attempt. Um to get the goal in. So in the nick of time, it's in the RJ headline. So here is the interview courtesy of the Vegas Golden Knights of Nicholas Waugh, Alec Tuck, Max Petretti, and Braden McNabb post game, game four with the Montreal Canadiens. <coughs> We now have Nicholas Waugh and Alex Tuck with us. Please use the raise hand function. We'll start with Ben Go. Hey, Nick. Uh, what were just your emotions like, not only scoring an overtime goal, but obviously doing it in Montreal of all places? Oh, that was uh, that was unbelievable. Uh, I got my family uh, in here. I know they, they were really happy, and uh, I know we, we wanted to they went pretty bad there, so uh, we battled back in, in the third, and uh, we're ready for overtime. So it's uh, it's a nice feeling for sure. 
We'll go to Jesse Granger. And if, along those lines, can, uh, who, who did you have at the game tonight? I didn't have any parents, sorry. Who did you have at the game? Uh, I had my uh, both my parents, uh, my sister, um, my father and mother-in-law, and uh, uh, brother-in-law as well. So uh, it was nice to uh, to have them in, uh, in this time here. We'll go to Brian Blessing. Nick Price makes a big save on the first chance you had. Then you get the patience to the side of the net. You didn't like really bury it. It was just a, a little soft flip. Make sure you got it over the. Overpricing the fallen defenseman. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I tried to shoot the first one, and uh, uh, I saw him falling down. So I, was, I just uh, waited a second there, and uh, I just uh, flipped it over, and, and it worked. We'll go to John Morosi. Thank you, uh, Nicholas. Uh, how would you describe your hometown of Amos, Quebec, and what do you think the reaction was like there this evening? All right, so. Very small town. I guess everybody knows that pretty much uh, everybody. So uh, I received a lot of, uh, lot of support, a lot of text message, but of course, and uh, uh, coming from a nice town and you know, a lot of great people. So it's uh, it's really nice the support I I got from them. Go to David Shane. Hi, Alex. Uh, two part of just. <laughs> What can you say about Robin's performance and maybe just, you know, how important this win was for you guys, obviously backs against the wall and being able to get home ice back? You know, um, I just heard Robin's last comment and uh, I thought he played unbelievable tonight. Um, he had a really big uh, stop on a breakaway on the third period. He kept us in it all night long, um, especially through the first two periods. I thought he stood on top of his head. Obviously, uh, in the playoffs, he's been our our second goaltender, and he's only played one game this playoff before tonight, and uh, he showed up big for us. Um, we, it doesn't matter who's in the net for us. We know that they're going to come out and have a heck of a game, and uh, we're going to support him no matter what. Um, he's a, You know he's a great player, and he's a great teammate. Uh, he's been supportive um, through everything this year, um, so i got to give him a lot of respect for that. And, uh, you know, he's played an unbelievable game tonight. Go to Mark Spector. Yeah, Nicholas, you come from a little town in Quebec. It's, it's I think, by the looks of it, like 10,000 people. You grow up, you must have been a Habs fan growing up. Uh, maybe you could just tell us what it's like. I know you score lots of goals in your life, but you haven't scored many overtime goals in Montreal before. What's it like for a kid from Amos, Quebec, to end that game in the, in the Bell Center? Well, I, like I said, that's unbelievable. I, uh... Always dream about uh, scoring at the Dell Center, doing it in overtime, and uh, in the series there, in the finals, it's it's uh, even better. So um, it's really nice, uh, like I said, to get the win for the boys, and we we battled back. So uh, yeah, that's a big win. Go to John Worrell. Yes, hi. This is for Alex. Um, you you talked about hearing Robin's comment at the end, and and, and you've got you know him being doubted. You've got Max Pacci already getting booed, and both of them play a significant role with Max helping, you know, play a key role in setting up Nick's goal. What's that say about your team right now and, and, and just how those guys responded? It doesn't matter what, what the outside noise is. Um, we just lean on each other. Um, our confidence comes from within the room. Um, 
with that being said, we do get a lot of confidence and momentum from our fans, but there's a lot of doubters out there. There's a lot of people that doubted us last round, uh, going down 2-1 to one against the uh, Habs. Uh, there's a lot of people that doubt our abilities going into the game tonight, and being down one nothing after two periods just shows how resilient of a group we are and um, how no matter what's going on, we can block out the noise and keep pushing for a win. Um, Max has been a leader uh, ever since he got traded here. Uh, same with Robin. Uh, personally, I look up to both those guys and lean on them for a lot of um, a lot of wisdom. Uh, but you know what? They showed up big for us tonight, and that's what we need, and um, that's what we're going to get out of them, I know, for sure, going forward. We'll go to Stormy Bonetney. Hey, this is for Alex as well. Can you just describe the emotion at the end of this game and, and what – was all just flowing through your veins because the reactions were pretty priceless as you guys were headed off the ice inside the series. Yeah, uh, well, I was a little confused because the refs were looking at something and I was figuring out what could have went, what could have went on. And I knew I was right near the crease, so I was asking our coaching staff, was I, was I interview with a goalie or something? And um, but it was it was pretty crazy watching uh, watching Nick over here have unbelievable poise of that puck and just flipping it in. Uh, I was just standing right there and it was like everything was happening in slow motion and then uh, it was a huge reaction from our bench and you know what that's what we need going forward is that energy and uh, that momentum and we're gonna carry it into game five for sure. Take a couple more for the guys, Guillaume Lapaz. <coughs> Salut Nicolas, vous avez été un des trios les plus menaçants encore ce soir. Est-ce que, est que vous sentez en ce moment que vous avez le pouvoir de générer du momentum pour l'équipe? Puis comment est-ce que la présence d'Alex influence votre manière de jouer? Ben, je pense que oui, je pense que c'est notre rôle. On est trois gars qui patinent, euh, qui sont assez physiques, qui aiment se faire des jeux. Fait on essaie à chaque fois qu'on est sur la glace de, euh, de faire des jeux, euh, d'être difficile à jouer contre. Puis avec Alex, un, un gars comme ça, c'est une troisième ligne. Euh, qui pouvait jouer sur une première ou deuxième ligne dans pas mal d'équipes dans la Ligue. Euh, on est vraiment chanceux. Il y a même plus d'offensive. Euh, non, je pense que ça va se faire bien. Last question will be Richard Lebet. Oui, salut Nicolas, tu as parlé en, en anglais déjà du but, de ce que ça veut dire pour toi. Euh, c'est un moment, ça, c'est dur à battre dans une carrière, j'imagine. Où, où tu le places, ce but-là, là, pour toi? Je sais que ça vient d'arriver, mais... J'imagine que tu n'as jamais vécu une sensation comme celle-là. Non, je pense pas. Comme je l'ai dit un petit peu dans l'anglais, tu rêves quand tu es jeune de faire un duo au centre belge contre les Canadiens. C'est encore moins de le faire en demi-finale des séries en prolongation. C'est sûr que c'est un petit peu un rêve. Les gars, on voulait vraiment aller chercher cette victoire-là. On a réussi à le faire. Donc, c'est sûr que. On est content pour être pour le prochain match. Thanks very much, guys. Coach will be up in a minute. We have Max Pacioretty and Braden McNabb with us. Please use the raise hand function to ask a question. We'll start with Brian Blessing. Hey, Braden, can you just describe the goal, what you read when you pinched down low, and what did you see? Uh, I knew we had the forward beat and Charlie made a great play. I just wanted to get it on that. Uh, ref kind of got my way there. So, so it was, uh, you know, a big goal. I'm just happy to do. We'll go to Ben Goat. Hey, Max. 
Max. Uh, what did you think of Robin coming in and playing his first game in basically three weeks tonight? I think first foremost, everything has a lot of had to be said about Robin's attitude this whole time. He's been the number one cheerleader on the team when he wasn't playing. His positivity has rubbed off on us, and so for him to go in there tonight and be uh, the player that we know he is, uh, that we know he is, was uh, huge for our team. And I'm so happy to see a guy like that get rewarded. We'll go to Mark Spector. Yeah, Max, what about a, a, it's kind of a funny series. I guess they're all a little bit funny, but, you know, the last game, I thought you guys were by far the better team, and uh, you lost the game in overtime. Tonight, uh, I'm not sure if you were the better team 360, but you hung in there and you win it in overtime. Is this, you know, not much to pick here between these clubs, huh? No, I mean, that's hockey, especially a lot of people said about the way they play, and they're really hard to get on the inside again, so they play a shutdown game, so we're not going to be expecting these high-scoring games. We might see another series, and even some of our other series, we know that it's going to be a low-scoring game for the most part, and, and we have to take advantage of those opportunities when we can get them, and uh, you know, it's hard, like I said, it's hard to get some blue paint, but we got to do you know, the best job that we can get in there, and, and having poison is just a good example that was a pattern goal, and also uh, the overtime goal where, where Wazi stuck with it, and We'll go to Jesse Granger. Hey Max, you kind of talked about uh, Nick's goal, but can you just take me through what you saw in that play, and, and also just how happy were you guys for him to get the game winner uh, in Quebec? Yeah, I mean, couldn't write a better script for the, the map for a guy like that. He's a, he's a huge part of this game, whether he's scoring big goals or, or playing really good defensive hockey. He's a very important player for a team with Army Knight, where he's contributing all of the rink. And I uh, heard uh, from a couple of guys up top that his parents were pretty happy about that. And that's really cool to see because, uh, like I said, he kind of sometimes flies under the radar, but does so much for our club. And um, <clears throat> to do it in your home province is pretty special. We'll go to David Shane. Hi, Braden. At, at one nothing, Leonard made a save on Caulfield. I mean, you guys as players see a, a save like that. What kind of lift does it give you, and did you feel like you guys fed off that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, there's multiple times where he's a big save, especially in the first. You know, that breakaway save was huge, too. Yeah. We're able to battle that. Our last question for these guys will be from Brian Blessing. Max, on the game-winning goal, they had them pinned in there for about a minute, then you jumped on the ice. When when you get on the ice like that with fresh legs and you know the defense is tired, I mean, do you, do you sense an opportunity? Yeah, you definitely sense an opportunity, and, and that's similar to a second period situation with the, with the long change, and you know what we can do in second period. We've done that all year, and uh, for the most part, they're playing a 4 and trying to match lines, so we that. Get fresh light go to the board as quick as possible in overtime to go to those second period plays, and we're going to have a chance to uh, get a little bit more ice and a little bit more space than you're usually used to, and that's what happens on that goal. And normally, uh, they probably have a little bit more energy to see against the class, but uh, as you mentioned, it's a shift for them. And that's fun. Thanks very much, Max and Braden. Welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, Drive 96.9, 94.9. And we've got a great guest, Christian Adderson from Mesquite Gaming's Group Sales Department. So, Christian, welcome to the show. 
Thanks, Coach. Thanks for having me on. So uh, you've you've had this for years, but it's not really kind of well known. But you you've basically become a one stop shop for whether it's a, a small group or you know a large group. Uh, you can handle all their golf, hotel stays, restaurants, and you've got a wide variety. Of, I can't believe how many courses you're associated with. Yeah, you know, with us being a, a great golf destination known across the country, you know, we, we have a great team here that will take care of everything for a group. And, and that group can be 10 rooms and 16 golfers all the way up to, you know, 144 players and right. 75 rooms. Our group sales department will take care of any group of any size, and we make it really easy. We know how hard it is for a group leader to plan and get their, get their you know, people that come with our group to different courses. We're going to take care of booking those tea times, booking hotel rooms, collecting rooming lists, payments, and we pay the courses directly. Right. Um, so the the groups really it makes it easy for them to come out from the skeet, and when they get here, really enjoy their trip with their group, and that's the most important thing. Well, you you know, I, I I'm looking at this list here that you have. I mean, you on the way if you're coming from Vegas, you you've got Coyote Springs that you have a relationship with. If you're coming down from Utah, you've got courses in st george which there's some great courses sand hollow and sky mountain the ledges and then coral canyon you 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 mean you can you know not to mention the courses you have in mesquite proper with casablanca and the palms uh conestoga falcon ridge uh oasis palmer golf club and oasis canyons golf club so i mean you've got an unbelievable variety of courses from everything from you know basically easy courses to play to as hard as you want to make them. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of the the golf in this region is you can come for a four or five day trip, play golf every day. You're not playing the same course every day. Some, some destinations you go play desert golf. You're playing a desert golf course every day, right? You come play the Casablanca. You're, you're playing a, a classic desert style golf course. You go play the Palms the next day and you got an elevation change of a 115 feet in our signature par five uh, at the Palms. I mean, it, it is amazing the, the quality of golf that we have in this region. And, and it's all within six minutes of your hotel if you're playing Mesquite. And St. George is an easy drive, just 35 miles north. And then obviously Coyote Springs, really a hidden gem in Nevada. Yeah. Um, if you're coming out of Vegas, you can play it on your way up to Mesquite or even on your way out of town. On your way back down to Vegas, it's, you, you got to have it in your rotation. It's a fantastic golf course. Well, uh, if if people are interested in it, they can go to salesatmesquitegaming.com or call 888-711-4653, or they can go to your regular website, visitmesquitegaming.com, uh, for more information. Yeah, those are great places to go. And, and on our website, you can fill out a request for proposal. Let us know how many in your group. And then one of our sales team, our concierge, will reach directly out to you give you pricing on all the golf courses you, you want, or if you just want more information, they'll get you all the information you need to make the right decisions for your group to come stay at the Casablanca and play some great golf up here in Mesquite, Nevada. Yeah, well, as I said, I mean, I used to do this, um, but, you know, my, mine was way more trickier than yours. I mean, I had a I had established relationships with different, you know, hotels, uh, different courses. Uh, you've got the hotel in your back pocket, basically, um, you've got great food, you've got great restaurants, you've got Catherine Steakhouse, and, you know, currently we're in snow crab season. Um, so, I mean, you've got a real, real plus, I think, 
for anybody that's interested in coming up there and playing as a group, um, they, you know, it's like I said, it's a one-stop shop. I mean, you can take care of their hotel. You can do meals for them. Uh, you can, you can get them, you book, book them at other clubs. Um, so if you're the group leader, I used to call it, you know, trying to herd, herd cats sometimes when you deal with the group leader, uh, with the players, um, you just make it so easy for those guys and you make them look like superstars. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we try to give great benefits to that group leader. Cause like you said, it's, it is like herding cats and you're trying to get <laughs> people going about five different directions. So when you, when you book your group and, it, and it, it's, it's, the minimum is 10 rooms, 16 golfers. So if you're there or way above that, here's what we're going to do for that group leader. We're going to take care of the hotel room where they stay at the Casablanca or the Virgin River, wherever the group's staying. And then if they book tea time with their group at the Casablanca or Palms, we're taking care of that group leader's uh, tea time there yeah. as well. So yeah. we, we know how difficult it is that group leader can come, you know, not, not worry about money out of their pocket for the, the hotel and those two courses if they book their group there. And in addition, you know, we have a great catering team. If you're looking to, to have a Calcutta or something, you know, while the group's here, we can do a little uh, catered event out by the pool or one of our meeting rooms, and it can really turn that group into a first-class experience and just people just having a good time on and off the golf course. And that's what you get when you stay at the Casablanca and you bring your group up here. Yeah, you'd be foolish not to take advantage of this situation if you've got a small group or even a larger group. I mean, say you've got 35 guys, um, you know, one call does it all. One call does it all, and and with those bigger groups, we'll set up shotgun starts for them. So yeah. again, the idea is to have your group be together, and you know the the shotgun start with those forty or more players works out great because you all start at the same time, you're all done at the same time. Yep. Then you guys get back to the the Casablanca, enjoy that great pool back there, and really just enjoy the whole trip together, and and makes it one to remember. That's for sure. Well, it's a, I think this is really uh, beneficial information to get out there because, like I said, you've been doing this for a while. But, you know, with the addition of some of these courses that you've added, um, and like I said, with you doing, you know, basically you take over the group. Anything that's golf-related, hotel stays, meals if they want, um, you know, the golf stuff, you know, you'll do closest to the pins. You'll do all that, you know, the, the crazy games that sometimes these groups want to play. Um, but you'll take care of all that. And as I said, you make the group leader look like a superstar to these groups. And in, in my experience, once you do that, then they want to come back. And with your variety of courses, why wouldn't you want to come back? Because as you said, you're not going to play the same course twice. Absolutely. And that's what we do with the majority of our golf groups. When they come through, they've had such a great time that we chat with them you know, while they're here and, and we get them booked for the next year, you know, they're, they're ready to come back and bring their group back. And you, you said it, the, the next thing that the biggest decision they have to make for the next year, what course rotation we want to play because the hotel's already there and you get to experience all the great courses in Mesquite and St. George and in addition, Cowdy Springs. Uh, so yeah, you can really change things up year after year and make it feel like a fresh trip each and every year when you come to Mesquite, Nevada at the Casablanca Resort. Yeah. We've been talking with Christian Anderson, uh, with the uh, group sales department at the Casablanca Hotel. So 888-711-4653, or you can go visit www.mesquitegaming.com for some more information. So, Christian, thank you very much for this information. Uh, I think it's been very beneficial to our listeners. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it.
Coach's Corner continues. That was Christian Adderson of Mesquite Gaming talking about the group golf that they offer up at Mesquite. And uh, they will be having some specials, and we'll talk about those in June. Got some really good specials uh, for the summer. I uh, got a couple things we need to clear up here now. Uh, Kelly McCremen, the uh, GM of the Vegas Golden Knights, has been diagnosed with COVID. So he is in Montreal. And if you remember, the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens uh, was diagnosed prior to Dominique Ducharme was uh, diagnosed. And the Canadiens... Um, protocol the canadian protocol is 14 days so uh it's going to be really interesting to see so he went right into uh isolation following all the protocols and recommendations for the health officials in the nhl uh no nice players were listed as uh, possible uh, contacts so we'll see what happens there um There's one little hiccup there. McCrimmon and president of hockey operations, George McPhee, were shown watching Friday's Game 3 at Bell Center without masks on Canada's Sports Network broadcast. Uh, That is against the NHL rule, so there could be a fine coming um, for Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee. But right now, Kelly McCrimmon has tested positive, and it looks like he's going to be sidelined for 14 days. We'll see if they can get around that somehow. And maybe get him back to the States. But uh, uh, in some other news, some locals have made the Olympic teams. Vashti Cunningham, daughter of Randall Cunningham, qualified in the high jump. So Vashti is a Bishop Gorman graduate. Um, did not go to college. Went right out into professional ranks with uh, track and field. Signed with Nike. And... She qualified uh, in 2016 as the youngest American female athlete to make the team. Uh, She finished 13th, but right now she is definitely going to the Olympics in Tokyo. And on some Las Vegas Aces news, two Aces have qualified to be on the Olympic team. Asia Wilson and Chelsea Gray have been named to the USA basketball Olympic team for women's in the Tokyo Olympics. So congratulations to the aces there. Kelsey Plum has made the um, Olympics team for three on three. And uh, we will see what happens further down the road with that. So you're listening to the Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. <laughs> 